hello 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 beautiful people welcome to season one episode one of lead her in pumps the title of this episode is why leadership why now so let's start out with the story at about the age of four years old my mom and my uncle took me to my pre-k interview after about 30 minutes of me sitting there and them peering into the window watching me they look over simultaneously at each other and said, she's not getting in. Why'd they say that? Well, it wasn't because I was, wasn't smart enough to get in. It was because as they look through, <laughs> as they look through the window, I'm sitting there with my legs crossed as if I'm the one conducting the interview. Well, needless to say, they were right. I didn't get in. I was too advanced for pre-K and had to wait for kindergarten. Mom said, hmm, something peculiar about this one. Well, as I continued to grow, um, I, what, about five, six years old, she had my brother. And I was the eldest sibling now, so I had someone to boss around. And then as I continued to grow up, you know, I had other siblings. And of course, everyone labeled me as bossy. T is so bossy. I didn't think that I was, but apparently they thought I was. <laughs> well, at about the age of 15, I went to my first job interview because I wanted to work. I wanted to work. So I went to Foot Action Shoe Store. I knew nothing about sales. I just wanted to work at the shoe store because it was across the street. Well, across the um, mall from where the guy that I liked worked. <laughs> we do some crazy things, y'all. So I went and I talked to the manager and you're not supposed to work until you're 16, but I would not take no for an answer. So I convinced him to hire me at 15. Well, I was only two months shy of 16 anyway, but I would like to think it was because I was bossy and I didn't take no for an answer. So I began to develop my leadership skills. Well, at the age of 17, I became a teen mom and here we go. Another leadership role. Now I'm a mom. And at 19, I was married. So now another one. Now I'm a wife. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's three roles in a matter of four years. And guess what? I didn't know what I was doing in any of them. But I continued to learn. I continued to learn. I continued to grow. I continued to strive because ever since the elementary moments and the childhood moments when I was able to be the teacher's pet and I was able to clap the erasers and I was able to sharpen the pencils and I was able to pass out the papers, leadership has been something that's always been intriguing to me. It's always been something that piqued my interest. Now, some of you may say, yeah, of course, because you wanted to be the boss. That wasn't the whole story. I loved leadership because I really enjoyed encouraging others. I really enjoy pushing others. I really enjoy motivating others. And I found that you were able to do all of those things in a leadership role. So as I continue to grow and continue to learn and continue to mature, leadership roles tend to, they were always finding me, you know, I always found myself in some leadership role, be it a team lead or um, a captain of a dance team or something to that effect. I always found myself in some form of a leadership role. 
Well, as I advanced throughout my career, I, I'm now currently working in dentistry where I have been for 13 years. And in the, out of those 13 years, about nine of them, I have been in a, some form of a leadership role. But you know what I realized? I realized that in order to be a good leader, one must be a good follower. You cannot lead someone if you're unwilling to follow first. Huh. Very eye-opening, huh? Because we're taught and we see that if you're the leader, then you don't have to follow anyone. Everyone just do what I say because I'm in charge. I'm the leader. Bang on my chest. I'm the leader, right? But that's not really what leadership is leadership is inspiring and calling for the greatness in another and guess what in order for you to call for the greatness in another sometimes you're gonna have to take the back seat to allow that greatness to flourish right okay story time I'll tell you another story currently at the office that I am a manager at now we have a hygienist who is now the celebratory on the celebratory committee. She's a celebratory coordinator. And before she had the job, that was my job. And I sucked at it. I sucked at it. Why did I suck at it? Because that just wasn't my thing. Now, I love a good party. I love a good party. But party planning is not is not my zhuzh, y'all. It's not my zhuzh. And so I tried. I really did try, but it didn't come out the way that it needed to be for the person who we were celebrating. It came more across that it was either thrown together, which most of the time it was. Let's be honest. I was like really busy and I didn't really put the time and the effort and the thought in it that I could have. Right. And then other times it wasn't really representative or really wasn't a good representative representation, I should say, of the person who we were celebrating so I went to her and I said hey I think you'll be great at this and she was like no (laughs) she told me no I said no I'm serious I think you'll be great I think you'll be absolutely wonderful and guess what y'all she is phenomenal she's phenomenal at it why because that's her thing she didn't even realize that it was her thing But that's her thing. She is amazing at planning parties. She is amazing at putting things together. She's amazing at, you know, really thinking about what is it this per who this person is? What is it that would be a great representation of them? What would be a good reflection of them? I mean, she is so good at it now. Now. Me being the leader, I could have gotten jealous because everyone was clapping and praising her and all excited for her. I could have said, well, you know what? I'll let you do it for a little while. My my hands are a little free, so I can take it back. Don't worry about it. I can take it back. I can do it. Or I can help you. You know, I can, I can help you do it and do all of those things. Or I could have limited her. I could have done all those things. But what good would that have done for me or her? Right? What good would that have done for her and her newfound role with her newfound confidence really doing something that she now loves doing? And what would that have done for me by taking on something that I sucked at just because I was the leader? 
We do that so often. We we realize, okay, I'm not good at this, but guess what? Because I'm the leader, I have to keep going. I have to keep doing. I can't allow people to see that I'm not good at something. That's not good leadership. Good leadership is truly calling forth the greatness in others. That's just my definition of it, and I'm sticking to it. Is calling forth the greatness in others, recognizing that, guess what? My limitation may actually be someone else's strength. So why not play to that person's strength? We tend to hire people. We tend to um, onboard individuals in certain organizations and different teams that are just like us. Like we just want a bunch of people that's just like us around us. That is no fun. That's no fun. And that doesn't really help the team. If it's so many people that are just like me. So let's just say everyone on my team had the same limitations that I did. We will be in a rut. We will never get to the next level. So it's so good when you have other people that have other strengths and other qualities. It's so great being on a team where there are people that are smarter than you. Right. Because as a leader, you're supposed to be continually, continuously learning, continuously learning. And so when you have people that are around you that are smarter than you, that can um, help enlighten you on some things as well as you enlighten them. That's what makes a good team. That's what makes a good leader. That's what makes the culture conducive for growth. When everyone has a hand in it, when everyone has a part in it. Right. So yeah, that's why leadership, y'all, this has really been a topic or something that has really intrigued me, that has really piqued my interest, that has really sparked something in me at a very young age. And so now as I continue to grow and as I continue to develop and I continue to learn different things and different avenues and different aspects, I am even more intrigued. I am even more excited to continue on this leadership journey. But hey, I didn't want to do it by myself. So I had to bring me some lead her and pumps along with me, some lady leaders who are leading in their homes, who are leading in their ministries, who are leading in their careers, who are leading in their communities, right? I had to bring you guys along with me. So I am here to help you redefine, rediscover, and reinvent the way that you lead others by first, by first leading yourself better. I want to help you rediscover your why. Why did you get started in the first place? Why did you fall in love with the thing that you were doing in the first place? I know when you look around at leadership today, politicians, educational, um, just if you look at any sector of the world, healthcare, uh, even down to our customer service representatives and our local grocery stores, everyone is just so tired and they're so burnt out and they're just over it. I want to be your encourager. I want to be your pusher. I want to help you remember why you got started. I want to help you remember the joy that you have and that you get out of doing what it is that you do. But we have to lead ourselves better first. So yeah, that's why leadership and that's why now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to season one, episode one of Lead Her and Pumps. I can't wait to see you in the room again. Have a great day. Bye.